This is the Anna Dare Podcast. Hello, thank you for listening to the Anna Dare Podcast. Now, you might listen to my Triple M Gippsland breakfast radio show as well, which you can listen to on 94.3 and 97.9 between 6 and 9 a.m. weekdays. And uh, I spoke to somebody recently about wedding proposals. Now, I was thinking about, you know, those elaborate proposals that people do, hiding rings in food, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I wanted to know how you were proposed to, or maybe you were the one doing the proposing and how you did that proposal, whether it, you know, went off without a hitch or whether you had some problems. And Helen rang through from a little beachside community called Cape Patterson, which is in Gippsland. And she told us a, a pretty funny story about how her proposal went down. Take a listen. Okay, so I was 19. Yeah. I was living in Sale with my my partner and his mum. Uh, they took us out to, his mum took us out to a Chinese restaurant. She made him try and propose in front of her and the family in Sale. <laughs> um, it was terrible. The ring was from cash converters. She had paid for it. What? Um, yeah, so he then proposed in the Chinese restaurant in front of his mum and his sister in sale and uh, we had a cash converter's ring. But that's okay. We've been married for over 20, 20 years now. I was so, going to say, so she's still your mother-in-law? She's still my mother-in-law. And, and, yes. and, and how's that relationship, <laughs> you and her? Uh, well, we actually share exactly the same name, which is a bit bizarre. Oh, wow. We both have the same first and last name. Um, of course. I say uh, she is quite a dominant person in our lives. Yes, it <laughs> certainly sounds like it. Getting organising her own son's wedding proposal for him. Wow, that's um, yes, that's she, without being too much information. She also organises. Oh, my God. <laughs> Helen. Far, I know I'm an oversharer. I'm no, an over-sharer, no. I, I love it. You want to talk oversharing? I've got a breakfast radio show. I talk about myself all morning. <laughs> um, yes, wow. Yes. That's, uh, yeah, that's pretty full on, actually. But a, a success story. You're both st- still in love and still happy? Yes, I'm, I think I'm fairly tolerant. <laughs> um, I'm fairly um, easygoing. So, yes, we, we're, we've been... Three children later and living by the beach and, you know, lots of things have changed and moved forward. But, yes, we're still married and still happy and and, uh, living the dream. That's amazing. Would you ever renew your vows? Uh, We thought about it uh, going away, but... To be honest, we've got uh, some children with disabilities, so we probably really couldn't do that at the moment. A bit of a hard one. Yeah, to organise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we have thought about it. Well, that'd be nice one day, maybe. um, You know, when we're without without his mum. Yeah, that's right. Just the two of you, I think, might be the way to do it. Yeah, Uh, a bit more intimate. Yes. (laughs) Oh, Helen, that's a lovely story. Uh, There's so many different moving parts to it. I I want to sit down with you and and find out the bits you don't want to talk about on air. (laughs) Well, any time you want it, you know, I'm I'm great for therapy, so I can lay on the couch and tell you my whole life story. (laughs) I look forward to it. Hey, listen, have a great day at work, all right? Thanks for calling in, Helen. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, darling. Bye. Wow, what a great story. Oh, I actually have goosebumps. It might be, though, that I've got the aircon on cold, it would, even though aircon doesn't need to be on this time of year. Look, I'm a person that needs aircon all the time. Uh, all right, so I promise I would tell my wedding proposal story. It is not really that as interesting as Helen's. Uh, so I met my ex husband uh, in the snow. We were both working in Perisher. 
at the time. Well, we were living in Jindabyne in New South Wales and uh, he got a job up the mountain at Guthiga Resort. And I didn't get a job up the mountain. I was well. I was working at Perisher. Anyway, um, we were coming home. From, we were just literally walking home from the pub one night in the LJ, the Lake Jindabyne Hotel. And he was a pommy. He was a backpacker. We'd only known each other literally about a month. And he proposed with the ring pull from his can of beer. And I said yes. And then we got married at the end of the snow season a couple of months later. So romantic. Uh, didn't last, but we have a lovely son. And uh, we're still the best of mates. So there you go. <laughs> so would I ever get married again? No, I wouldn't. Thank you for asking. All right. So moving on. Now, this is really interesting. Men, take note. Prostate cancer, obviously uh, a huge, huge issue for men around the world. Uh, and researchers at Harvard University have actually released a study claiming that men who ejaculate more than 21 times a month will reduce their risk of prostate cancer by one third. Clearly that study wasn't the only thing that they've been releasing. <laughs> Imagine getting asked to participate in that research. So you can either be in the 21 times a month group or you can be in the zero times a month control group. Which one are you going to choose? Now, look, it's obviously not a joke. Prostate cancer is the second deadliest cancer for men. And if 21 times a month is the way to reduce your risk... Well, I'm thinking, blokes, you need to take a firm grip on your future. Grab the bull by the horns. Take your health into your own hands. <laughs> 21 times a month. I mean, that's quite a bit, isn't it? What are you going to do for the other 28 days? <laughs> oh, boys, come on now. Now, uh, look, there's also other factors that can increase your risk of prostate cancer. Uh, drinking, not exercising, eating crappy food. But the key takeaway here is as long as you can make that 21 times a month target, it's all going to balance out, isn't it? I mean, that's that's what you'd think. That's the way it works. We're not saying, though, that this Harvard study uh, by some of the most learned and highly respected scientists in the world means that uh, your partner should be part of these 21 times a month. Probably should be. Keeping you alive, it's important. No, no, we're not saying that at all. Uh, but it is a Harvard study. So at the very least, your partner should take the kids to the park on a Sunday morning for at least an hour or 15 minutes. Uh, also, just a word of warning, uh, showing your partner the latest Harvard study to try and get some more action, that's probably more likely to kill you than prostate cancer. So weigh the risks up, gents, and there are many. Now, yesterday I was listening to a podcast, not on the listener app, <laughs> but no, it was Joe Rogan's podcast and it was he likes to talk, three hours worth, say what you will about him. He interviews some interesting people from time to time. Anyway, I was listening to this podcast yesterday. It took me a couple of days to listen to it because it was three and a half hours long. And I started thinking about Joe Rogan and how he was from the show Fear Factor. Do you remember that TV show? It was back in like the early noughties and they would get contestants to do some terrible things, including this, this set of twins Claire and Bryn, they were ordered to drink 30 to tw 30, uh, 30 ounces of donkey urine and 24 ounces of donkey semen. I'm so sorry if you're eating breakfast or something right now. And they did it. And then they didn't even win the th the whole 50 grand at the end. Like It was only 50 grand too. I'm not saying that's not a lot of money. It is. But 
to drink. So, oh, gross. So disgusting. Fear Factor really, really pushed it when it came to disgusting things. Survivor used to do that too when they'd have the eating contest. Notice they don't do that anymore. There is a very good reason for that. <laughs> it's gross. Really, really gross. Uh, okay, so they leave that for celebrity. I'm in the bush. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. I forgot the name of it. Uh, so I got a call through on the Triple M Gippsland breakfast show from a bloke about a dare that he once did. And uh, <laughs> it's it's a cautionary tale, that's for sure. All right, here's Ash. Take a listen. Ash, tell us about your dare. All right, so I was dared to um, crack 20 eggs on my head <laughs> at a camp. Okay, yeah, and you, and you did it successfully? <laughs> yeah. But at the end of my head, I was going to say, it would give you a bit of headache, wouldn't it? Yeah, and I got into trouble because um, the scouts and camps were saying it was dangerous and stuff, but it was fun. <laughs> Boring. Yeah, I know. I agree. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do when you're on camp. Dumb stuff. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. Did you ha- was it more about there were no eggs for breakfast, maybe? Nah. No? Nah, it's fine. Tons, nah. Plenty of eggs. Yeah, there was plenty of eggs. I remember there was big, like, hard <laughs> oh, colours. Uh, would you do it again if somebody dared you the same I, thing? No. And that's what's called maturing and growing up and learning your lesson. Good job. Now, a Florida man has been arrested on multiple charges of battery after biting off a chunk of his friend's ear during an early morning drunken fight. <sighs> <laughs> Why? Biting off someone's ear in a fight. I mean, unless you're Mike Tyson, right? It's such a fine line because if you do it in boxing ring, it makes you famous, but do it outside your hotel at 3am, it gets you in huge amounts of trouble, and so it should. Now, what happens in the Florida Keys stays in the Florida Keys. And because paramedics couldn't find the missing chunk of ear... Well, that's staying there as well. Poor bugger. Now, the three friends that were involved in the altercation, they were on vacation together in the Florida Keys, which is basically the US version of the Gold Coast. So someone losing an ear... Not that big of a deal. I'm a Gold Coast girl. Things happen. (laughs) Now, it's always good to hear a story like this, I think, because it reminds us all that when you're out drinking with friends and someone says, let's do shots, don't. Just don't. Say no to shots. It's never a good idea. And just quickly, as we wrap things up uh, for the Anadare podcast, a frustrated UK woman revealed that she bribes her husband to help her out with chores around the house by rewarding him with extra video game time. Aw, extra video game time. Who is this woman married to? A man. Or have you accidentally married one of your own children? Come on, lady. You need to change your approach. Get rid of the carrot and start using the stick, like an actual stick. <laughs> Get him outside mowing the lawn or something like that. Or if he doesn't help out with the housework, maybe cut off his allowance. Ground him for a couple of weeks. Extra video game time is not the traditional reward for helping out with the housework. As any man knows, I would think the traditional reward for helping out with housework is a little bit of extra, you know, something extra. Some peace and quiet, perhaps. (laughs) Hey, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'll have another one out for you in a few days' time. You can also tune in to the Triple M Gippsland Breakfast Show, 94.3, 97.9, from 6am till 9am weekdays. Uh, Coming up on the next pod, I'm going to do TV talk. And I've got some amazing TV reviews for you because TV is my life. That's all I do. Watch TV, do a radio show, do a podcast, eat, 
hang out with my dog and my cat and watch TV. Did I say watch TV? Yeah, that's what I do. All right, cheers. Thanks for listening. If you want more from Anna, make sure you catch a weekday mornings on Gippsland's Triple M. Also available on Listener.